This podcast contains explicit content. A hardly focused production. This podcast is hardly focused. And it gets significantly more vulgar. Knock, knock, who's there? Took a treat, sex. Part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Hey, you fired up? Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Hello, and welcome to Hardly Focused. We are part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. You can find us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Just search for Hardly Focused. My name is Jack, and joining me tonight, Mike Tarara. Hello. Hello. Uh, First and foremost, Mike, two things for you. Uh, First, I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. um, But uh, the, the 23rd of this month of June... It's your birthday. Hey, you're right. It is. Uh, your 30th birthday. Yep. My 20th birthday. Yep. Excited for you. Um, a big milestone birthday. Yep. And uh, I wanted to get that out first thing um, because I don't remember anyone's birthdays. <laughs> and uh, I remember yours. And I, if I didn't say it now... The chances of me remembering at any point during this episode, unless you brought it up yourself, would be slim to nil. Gotcha. So I wrote it down, and I, I, and I have it all caps written down. This is the first thing you say after the <laughs> intro, <laughs> is recognize Mike's birthday. There you go. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> well, enjoy the, the final days of this decade, and yeah. um, I, I hope the next dec- decade is just as good as this one has been to you. Uh, it needs to be. Yeah. I do not need a next decade of shit. So, <laughs> and then uh, our own Zach Ward, the uh, self proclaimed diversity hire on this podcast, <laughs> uh, was recently on another podcast. He did a guest spot on a show that I was on recently called Wait, What Are You Watching? And uh, I had a lot of fun with Elaine talking about aliens and Blink-182 and Tom DeLonge and uh, Zach. I I linked her up with Zach and uh, they did an episode uh, called The Harrisville Haunting. And it's uh, I listened to it the other day. It's great. Uh, So you can get that at uh, waitwhatpodcast.com and what the word what? has uh three a's in it wait one uh so enjoy that um my uh voice is i feel like i've got more of a sultry baritone than i normally have uh, be- that's what you want to call it yeah sure I was at a concert last night and around uh, a lot of ganja smokers and i think i was just inhaling all the smoke didn't really get like a contact high or anything, but it's that feeling that you have after you've been in the presence of smoke. Fuzzy lung feeling. The fuzzy lung feeling, yes. And it feels like yeah, you- that's why I never really a big uh, smoker fan. I was more of just you know straight up cocaine man. Ooh. Yep. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm a needle user myself. Uh, <laughs> in between the toes, so nobody knows. <laughs> pure placebos. <laughs> just just saline all the way. But. Uh, 
Yeah, I went. So I've been saying this for years on this show that I would never set foot in the Xfinity Center in Mansfield. And you lied to yourself again. I lied to myself. Well, I all I would always say that the only the two things would get me to go to the Xfinity Center if the Smiths reunited and performed there. Original lineup Smiths? Original lineup Smiths. And that's going to be okay. difficult because uh, their bass player just recently passed away. Yeah, I was going to say, it's getting harder and harder. And then uh, the Beatles, if the Beatles ever reunited. Uh, the original lineup the, of the Beatles? The, the original lineup <laughs> of the Beatles. Yeah. The only, you look, the, it, there's never going to be another Beatles. If you see Paul McCartney going on a tour again, it's the only chance you're going to get. He's going to do a three-hour tour. 75% Beatles songs, 25% the wings. Okay. Then you go. That's all you're going to get. Yep. You, you know, it's, it's uh well, I believe it's his birthday too, or it was his birthday recently. Uh, 81 years young. Oh, he's no longer 64. Uh, he looks like my grandmother. <laughs> I've always thought he looks like my grandmother. And with each passing year, he really, really resembles her even more and more. It's uh, a little frightening. Uh, they even kind of sounded the same too. Slightly British? Slightly British, yes. Uh, oh, okay. So I looked up Stuart Sutcliffe, who was the uh, original bass player for the Beatles, and he's been dead since 1962. So if you want to go with like... <laughs> what, the original original. Yeah, what are they called? The Quarrymen? Yeah, if you want to get uh, John and uh, Paul, Stuart Sutcliffe, and Pete Best all together, then... Yeah, I was going to say Best of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Best is still around. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like the, I think like the healthiest of the bunch because he hasn't been living that life of excess. He's just living his best life. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that my, my stipulations for going to the Xfinity center was either, uh, the Smiths reuniting or the Beatles reuniting. And then the cure announces a tour. I've always wanted to see the cure. And are they going to play the entire disintegration album? They actually did a set of disintegration songs. It was nice that, that, that I'm one of those people because I do it like with every episode of this podcast that we record, not every episode, but there, there are some episodes of this podcast we record where I walk away from it. Just like not so much from a, like a technical or from a content standpoint, but more from a technical standpoint, I walk away and I'm like, Oh, that show was garbage just because like internet connections were cutting in and out or like I pressed the wrong button or the power went out, what have you. And then I sit on it for maybe like 24 hours and then I think back to it. I'm like, okay, you know, that wasn't bad. That actually was a really good time. And that's how I felt about this cure show. Um, I mean, they played like 30 songs almost. It was like two and a half hours long. Although they were, uh, I, I'm sure you know this, Mike, but the um, curfew, very strict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very strict curfew. And they were, uh, Robert Smith was uh, very, very vocal about that throughout the whole show. I, I mean, he thinks that he was not having a good time on stage. <laughs> uh, but the show aside, I just, I, I, I knew I was going to hate going there, going into it, and nothing changed. In fact, I hate it more. That venue should not exist. It, it's impossible to get into. It's impossible to get out of. Uh, 
I don't know if it made sense when they built it in the 80s, but it doesn't make any sense. Its infrastructure, its design doesn't make any sense in 2023. It's it's just the 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 way it's forced in and out with a long amount of traffic, correct? Correct. That's the big issue? Yes. Yeah. So what they need to do is they need to make an auxiliary exit directly onto the highway from the back area. That's not a bad idea. But they won't do it. No. Not at all. They've expanded. That, yeah. They've kind that of cost money eats into their profits. They've kind of expanded the area around the venue, but uh, it, it that hasn't done jack shit. Jack and shit. And remember, even if uh, a band like The Cure is saying, hey, we're playing in Boston coming up. No, you're not. No, you're playing in Mansfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mansfield, a small town. Where its claim to fame, besides the Xfinity Center, is Buffalo Wild Wings. It's about right. That's about right. So, um, I actually, when I was trying to leave, because I was trying to, I, I, I left before. I think I left during the second. Was ultimately the second to last song, and um, I wanted to beat the traffic. You know what those motherfuckers did? They, the section that I was parked in, they literally blocked it off from any exit. So, like, if you wanted to leave... Can't get there from here. If you wanted to leave, you couldn't. Like, I got in my car and I did, like, I, I drove over to where I thought one of the, like, what was the exit? And it, it turns out it was the walking path. I'm like, all right, well, I can't drive on that. I don't know. It depends on what kind of car you got. You can get a skinny car in there. You're good to go. I guess it also depends on my mental state, too, because I was about ready to drive on it and uh, plow some people down. But I decided not to uh, get myself arrested last night. I did two laps around this lot looking for the exit. And what I think was one of the exits. God, you're fucking old. Was bl- I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I had my window down, like yelling, not at anybody, just going, where the fuck's the exit? Where the fuck is the exit? And uh, two, hour, two hours later. Two hours later. <laughs> now, see, getting in would be like two hours, spending two hours driving around. Uh, or, or not even driving around two hours just trying to get in finally getting to your seat and then realizing that's the uh, encore that they just finished and that the show's over <laughs> good night everyone thanks for coming um, it's over go home what are you still doing here so what I thought was the exit was a trailer full of those orange uh, uh, barriers or uh, not barrels I should say with the little you know flashing lights on the top and then uh, what I think might have been another exit, two concrete barriers with a space in between about is just big enough for my car to fit through, but blocked off by three of those barrels. So I just pulled up to it, got out and moved those motherfuckers. And there was like, because all the parking attendants that work there are all slack jawed teenagers. Yeah, they're like, I'm not getting paid enough to give a shit. They just stood there staring at me like, uh, uh, you can't, uh, you, uh, sir. Uh, and I just got in my car and I just, I just gunned it, gunned it for the exit. And I was out in two minutes. Oh, I hate that place so much. I'm never going back. I really am never going back. I don't care who's playing there now at this point. Uh, if somebody else could uh, note the date and time on this one, uh, when Jack goes back in a year. <laughs> just mentioning it so you can suck it 
Okay. Okay. If the Stone Roses <laughs> perform there, but they're never going to, because they're they're never getting back together either. I, it's gonna. It's really gonna have to take something big for me to go back to that hellhole. I don't even know why I'm giving it the respect of calling it the Xfinity Center. Great Woods. It's Great Woods. <laughs> it's and it and it shall always be Great Woods. Uh, so that's um, that that's my experience, and and I almost didn't go to the show. I have not been in like a good like mental health space for the last like two weeks, and like yesterday, I'm just like all day just saying to myself, I this this is like the last thing I should be doing. Uh, to if if I'm trying to like mentally recover. This is the last thing I should be doing. And uh well, it's fine until the parking lot area. Right. There's your there's your problem. Well, let me let me ask you this. So say you're at a say you're at a show and you you're standing next to someone who is um maybe not in the right uh frame of mind due to alcohol or drugs. Alcohol, tobacco, or firearms? one or all <laughs> yes and okay. let's just say you're just like minding your own business you're not paying attention to them and you're you're um you know you're just watching the band play and then all of a sudden a pair of hands appears in front of your face clapping very loudly what do you a do jarring yeah what do you do like uh, is it coming from a, which direction is it coming from in uh, front of me to the left of me from the right it, of me it would, behind be, me it would be to your right so all of a sudden just like <clears throat> uh, you, you know you're, someone reaches from the right across my face and is clapping in front of my face yes deliberately uh, I, I kind of would get look over and give them a look like what the fuck okay so let's visualize <laughs> this so okay. I had an uh, I was right next to the aisle. I was in one of the, it, it's, uh, if you're thinking of like what the venue looks like, it's the outdoor seating and it's right before where it gets covered. Yep. So I'm, uh, in where it used to be just grass, but they're like, Hey, we can charge more, but seats there. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. And then you have Robert Smith freak out publicly and have a meltdown because, uh, no ticket fees. And then they mm-hmm. charge people ticket fees anyway. Thanks Robert Smith. I was really excited to get $5 back. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had, I was in seat number two. So number one, which is right next to the aisle and number three are empty. So I had two empty seats, uh, on either side of me, whatever, um, toward, so band does two encores. And during their second encore, this group of older women stumbles down from the lawn area and they just put, they just like come into my row and I'm not even paying attention. And next thing I know, I'm getting like shoved to my left, like almost falling on my ass. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I look over and it's this woman who's got to be like a foot shorter than me, old frumpy looking hen. And uh, she's very obviously unaware of where she is and what's going on. And all of a sudden she starts doing the, uh, I'm calling it the Stevie Nicks sort of dance when they're like waving their arms around. Like that's how they're dancing. Well, the whole time she's doing it, 
like after every song, I'm just kind of like not paying attention or I'm not acknowledging her. I'm like, I want nothing to do with you, lady. Like, look, you want to have a good time? Have a good time with your friends right there. Leave me alone. She keeps like pushing to her left even more, requiring me to move over a little bit. And now I'm starting to encroach in the space of the guy to my immediate left, which like, okay, this isn't cool. And I keep giving her a side eye and keep looking at her like I didn't say anything because I've learned from past experiences. It shows if you actually like if this is happening and you say something to someone, they then get in incredibly confrontational, like uh, like you're the asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry I inconvenienced you by getting pushed. So uh, I'm not I'm not saying anything as a woman, but I'm just kind of glaring at her every time she every time she's moving into me. So then they finish, Cure finishes one of their songs. At this point, they're doing like the greatest hits part of the set. And now she's starting to like try to grab my arm. Like trying to like get me to dance with her. And I just move my arm. I'm like moving my arm away. Like, all right, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm also muttering some obscenities under my breath, but like no one's going to be able to hear that because you're at a concert. I don't even know if she would be able to hear it even if it was uh, silent because they were very clearly directed at her. Um, so then, uh, the, I forget what song Kira was playing. So they finish it. I'm just obviously, I'm staring ahead. I'm not directing any attention to her. I can tell she's starting to get kind of annoyed that I'm not paying attention to her and the, that I'm very clearly ignoring her and I guess rejecting whatever physical, uh, I don't want to say advancements, but... Uh, and, and, and again, I don't know if I mentioned this, probably no younger than 60, this woman. So when one of those songs ends, I'm just like, you know, everyone's just kind of clapping and all of a sudden I get like, she's standing next to me clapping. And then all of a sudden, just this pair of hands right in front of my face. And I'm like. That snaps me out. I look at her and I like, I didn't say anything, but I did the Hillman hands. Mm -hmm. I'm like giving sort of the universal sign of, are you fucking kidding me with that? Oh my God. I wanted so bad to, oh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, but I'm starting to get pissed. And my plan was, uh, during the song, just like heaven, that was like, mm -hmm. cause just looking at, past sets um that was my time to leave when that song's playing that's the sign to try to beat traffic to get out of there the second that song starts playing and, now, and this is like right after the the hand clapping in front mm -hmm. of my face she then grabs my arm again and i just moved it i don't know if i hit her in doing it but it was like sort of like the the arm like nudge but it was the all right get the fuck off me and I just stormed out. I just stormed away from her because at that point I was ready to just fucking right in the nose. Oh, I don't, I know this sounds terrible, but at that point I'm like, all right, you're, you keep touching me and now you're literally grabbing me. And I, I, if, if you were, if it was a dude, I would have shoved his ass right, uh, right down the stairs there. Well, so that's the problem. You, you know, you let things go on for too long and then, you know, you, you, you couldn't nip it in the bud. All right, there you go. There's your problem right there. You're going to be a little more assertive. Like, lady, what do you want? Yeah. And she's like, I want to tell you something. I want you dick. You're like, okay, lady, you're fucking drunk. Leave me alone. All yeah. right. I don't want to have to see again. 
I had a, I was at a show months ago where, uh, despite my best efforts to continually move away from this guy, he was so drunk that he couldn't stand and kept just like not bumping into me, but like, I guess bumping into me, but enough that it kept knocking me off my balance before I finally, I'm like, like, I think I was, I was polite about it. like, sir, please. You keep pushing me, please, please stop. I'm like, I'm saying, sir. And please. And this guy just looks at me and goes, Oh, go fuck yourself. You fucking fuck. I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah. That's why you don't be nice. You're drunk. So, uh, that, that, I mean, that would have happened anywhere. Me and me and this, this troglodyte of a human, but, uh, yeah. And that was, that was my cue to exit. So I just, I, I stormed past her and her, uh, her, her witches. If you need a visual, just picture the witches from Hocus Pocus. And it was Bette Midler. Oh, who no, was Hocus all Pocus too. Oh yeah. Hocus Pocus too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get it right. There's a difference. There's a difference. And it was Bette Midler who was, uh, all up in me. So, um, and I hope that the poor, cause like the dude to my left had to have been like a kid. Oh, I feel bad for him because she probably just immediately I'm gone. She immediately would have latched onto him. And that, that kid looked like he, uh, was, uh, just like me and taking no shit. No, you took a lot more shit than you should have. I did. And that's, yeah. I mean, I always like to, I always like to consider, look, they don't even know what they're doing right now. They're obviously thinking they're having a good time. Like, Having a good time, superstar. No, okay. No, no. <laughs> sometimes it's just easier to just like lady good time. Sometimes it's just easier to just like walk away. And I did that because I was genuinely afraid of what I was going to do. So, Daddy gave you a name. You walked away. Yes. So I just wanted to be known as I'm like kind of expelling right now just you know the thoughts going through my head i i think i did the more admirable thing of saying uh bye and just walking away not even not even uh escalating it any further than that and it was the end of the show anyway that was apparently the second to last song so it's not like i missed anything oh no i miss boys don't cry as i sat in my car and cried never heard that song ever before in my life sat in my car and cried having a mental <laughs> breakdown as I was trying to leave. So anyway, uh, that's that's uh, Jack's tale at the Xfinity Center. So Xfinity. Uh, I do want to mention Nine Inch Nails. Maybe at some point during this episode. Maybe if Nine Inch Nails plays there. Maybe. <laughs> but that's the big market tease because I do, Mike, have some news for you about uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I've not been paying attention to anything. So what's the news? Uh, I will tell you about that coming up. How about that? Oh, oh you pass it. All right, we'll be back. Okay. You, you are listening to Hardly Focused. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. 
June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities, leaders, newsmakers? I'm Evelyn, the host of Reppin, where you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll find out who they really are and what they represent. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts. User at S-K-C-H-G-O. You know what? He sounds exactly like my son trying to spell things. What does this spell? S-K-G-S-K-O. I'm like, it spells Sagisco. It's not a word. You are listening to Hardly Focused. F-G-F-R-F-R-P. Fagurfapurp. That's not a word, buddy. You're putting random letters together. It's not working, okay? Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. It's Sirs, okay? Stop trying to spell a stutter. focused uh mike uh before we were recording this episode i was playing fallout 76 uh have you gotten a chance yet to try that out uh no i don't know if i ever will 76 it um i do have to say that uh the world of games what's it called uh galaxy of games gog not gog uh epic games epic games um they they did a weekend last month and it was new vegas was for free yes and yes, so i what? downloaded it again on an epic games and i was like i'm doing another playthrough <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so so i've got that i've got that going for me which is nice uh honestly i mean it you really need to make sure you're using it so you um are, are getting the investment on it but game pass because Microsoft and Bethesda, Microsoft owns Bethesda now. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of the Fallout and Elder Scrolls games, all of, all of Bethesda's games, Wolfenstein, all those, they're all on Game Pass. So you're, you're paying a flat rate, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, and you get unlimited access to that. It's like Netflix, Netflix for games. Mm. And I mean, there's, there's uh, not just Bethesda games on there, but because they own Bethesda, those games aren't getting cycled out anytime soon. So that's, yeah, that's how I'm playing 76 right now is, is to not going to canceled after the first season, Netflix. Correct. Oh yeah. Oh, correct. Oh, correct. <laughs> Fucking assholes. So honestly, I would say that, um, fallout 76. Now it's been out since 2018 and it doesn't really feel like it's been that long. No, but I've been, I've heard that they've, they've fixed a lot of their issues. It, it when it first came out, I was playing it in 2020, and it that was when the Wastelanders update came out, and that is the 
update that makes it more like a single player fallout game like they were the npcs yeah the game launched without npcs like you were piecing the story together literally through sugar packets you were picking up holotapes and notes and robots were talking to you but like the chief complaint was that you built this beautiful world and it's empty there's no life in it which is kind of funny because that is a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. <laughs> but, so it's like we gave you what you wanted, guys. But not with Fallout, though, because no, part, yeah, part of right. Fallout's charm is just the the people that are left and the way that they're living. Yeah, the quirkiness. So they added uh, NPCs and, and humans with the Wastelanders update, and that's when I finally first played the game, so I didn't experience all of the gripes and complaints that the people Now, didn't had. they also say that they were going to do some microtransactions and they got some kickback on that one? They are doing it, and it's purely cosmetic stuff, but like, okay. if basically you can... The, the There's two things. There's the currency called Atoms, and that's mm-hmm. what you spend real money on, and then you can exchange that for like premium... Goods and or services? honestly it's just premium cosmetics because you build your camp which is like your base and mm-hmm. with the premium stuff you can you can make it do people <clears throat> i honestly i i have come across re- playing recently some of the best camps i've ever seen in a game just the amount of effort that people are putting into building their bases this one guy built like a fully functioning like coffee shop in the game and it like you walk inside and it looks like it looks like something that like the the developers would have put together. And this this guy literally built it out of in-game materials. Nice. Uh, but and then they have a they have a system called Fallout First, which is the subscription service mm-hmm. on top of the, you know, the game that you just pay full price for, or you know, Game Pass, what have you. And you get like a bunch of benefits through that, including private servers, so you don't have to play with people. But um I don't so know. It basically turns it into a single player game. It does. Yes. There's <laughs> a private server just for me. Fuck you. I think they've improved the game over the last few years since I last played. It definitely seems a lot easier to play a lot, a lot uh, user friendly for newbies. And um, they added the pit recently from Fallout 3. Mm, so, you, so you can revisit the pit and they just announced Atlantic City. Hmm which I don't think we've ever seen in a Fallout game. Not that I'm aware of. Atlantic City, no. Uh, but the pit, yep, where you get to choose to sacrifice babies. <laughs> I liked the pit, the expansion of the pit in Fallout The only 2. time ever since Fallout 2, you're able to kill kids. That was a... I find all the expansions largely to be dark, like darker than the main game. The pit was pretty fucking dark. Yeah, uh, it's it's like here here's the main game and here's something you want to really just rent your soul over a couple times. Yeah. I mean, the pit was different. The pit was different. I mean, it was it was like it's not you know alien ship kind of like okay whatever, but like the pit was a whole ho, ho, moral conundrums. Yep. You know, I still haven't played Point Lookout. Really? Still haven't played it. Really? Um, I the last Lonesome time some road. I have Wait, done. That one? I've done all of them for New Vegas. So I've done Lonesome okay. Road. That one is also pretty okay. dark and brutal. Uh, I actually really liked Lonesome Road. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Fallout Three expansions. The only one I I missed uh, Point Lookout and Broken Steel. You never did Broken Steel, huh? Never did it. Re- really? I had um the, I I had the base version of the huh. game, and then back when like you know I had to scrounge. 
you know, money to, <laughs> money together to to buy games. I was buying the expansions in piecemeal, and just Ooh, never money. It can exchange for goods and services. <laughs> I wanted a peanut. So, yeah, I never got to. Uh, I have the so I have the game of the year version on PS3, yeah. and the PlayStation Three version of that game runs Sucks. so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's because your save file and it's and it's something that affects all Bethesda games. Once your save file hits a certain size, the mm-hmm. game's unplayable. And I've hit that threshold and there's no way to there's no way to circumvent it. So like I think I saved right in front of the boat that takes you to the start of point lookout. But at that point, I think I was averaging maybe five frames a second and holy shit. One crash yeah, point, per session. Yeah, point lookout is rather large because it takes place in basically like you know, Maryland area. Mm-hmm. Um which I guess you could, you know, if it, you know, 76 is, you know, Appalachia area you could bring back point lookout, but basically point lookout was like a, not even beta. I'd say the alpha version of, of 76 is like aesthetic. Yeah. With some, you know, you know, what, what, what the hillbillies look like years <laughs> of radiation. So See, that's interesting. Cause 76 is only 25 years after the bombs mm-hmm. fall so it's still yeah. relatively uh recent yeah so i'd i'd say uh you know next time it goes on like 80 percent sales pick it up for like three bucks and put you know go play point lookout i think honestly i think i will i think i'll just go back and revisit three again but this time on xbox because it plays a little yeah yeah a little on easier. xbox on pc whatever you need yeah. i mean at this point <laughs> it's what uh 10 years old 15 years old? 15 2008 yeah, so I mean, it, it clearly your 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 uh, your PC is able to play a fifteen year old PC game, just barely, barely. just barely. Frame rates are like twenty three. Yeah, frame rates are non existent. Do you like, do you like still images? <laughs> it's rotoscope. <laughs> uh, Seventy six. Uh, so one of the things you can do in that game is you can launch nukes. There's like a whole. It's like one of the end game the whole things thing, you can do, yeah. but uh, there's a whole process to it. And whenever someone launches a nuke, it's always on like the complete opposite end of the map, like some region that I've never set foot in before. So I've never, you get the alert, like a nuke's going to fall in five minutes, like evacuate the area. And it doesn't apply to me. And then <laughs> evacuate, evacuate what area I need specifics. The timer counts down, you hear the bomb go off and you hear like, you know, the shockwave and everything, but you don't see anything because it's so far away. For the first time, I'm playing a game yesterday and I was close enough to a nuke going off and that was really fucking fun to watch because it reminded you, me. Was it like close enough where you could see it in the distance, close enough to where you could like get a little bit of rad damage? Like how, you know? Uh, just far enough away. There was like a mountain range that uh, mm-hmm. was was separating me from the blast, but you still saw the blast. It's a very beautifully animated sequence and the mushroom cloud and like the dust and everything that's kicked up from the shockwave persists for the rest of the time that you're playing on that server. Ooh. Cause every time you log out and you log back in, it throws you into a different server. Uh, you you mm. you never, you never go into the same server twice. Um, so like if I had immediately logged out, logged back in, uh, the, the, the nuke wouldn't have gone off because when the, I guess when the nukes fall, it actually transforms the land too, but it's really only going to be temporary. It's only going to affect basically while you're playing on that world. And then, you know, oh, they cycle okay. through servers and instances every so often. So, so uh, you're saying fall 76 is the multiverse. Yes. Yes. The multiverse. 
We're we're uh, we're Mr. House. <laughs> where Mr. House was never turned into a, a Securitron or or whatever. Yeah, Mr. House references. Ah, yes, caught, and, caught, and Rob Co. Yep, caught some of those. That was cool. That was a nice little callback to New Vegas. So anyway, that's my. If anyone's interested in Fall seventy six, I'd say it's it's uh, just as with all live service games. Like it took a few years, but it's in a much better spot, in my opinion, than uh, it was when it first launched. Well, considering we're about five years away from Fallout Five, at least, so we got Starfield coming out in September, finally, yeah, which which basically means we got five, at least five years before Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, yep, yep. Right now, Starfield's out. They, you know, what they always said. Mm-hmm. We we uh, will have a release date for Elder Scrolls Six once we put out Starfield. And for the longest time, there was no release date for Starfield. So, yeah, now we have it. And there's, do you think? Do you, do you, do you think uh, when this comes out, we'll keep touting the super secret Starfield show? <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, we'll do it. That never happens. <laughs> Eventually, the Skyrim show happened, but. And it, it it wasn't uh i think it'd been out for a few years at that point just just a bit all right there we go oh i was going to show you this i went to a, a video game store yesterday it's in the salmon pond mall in marlboro and you mean not the greendale mall not that well no because salmon pond still exists it's still <laughs> a structure that is standing uh somehow but the GameStop that was there moved out and a store called one-stop shop moved in which is it's just GameStop, but for old games. Okay. So I went in and I'm looking around. The first thing I got to mention is that they, um, I've talked about the Game Boy that I, I call it my Franken, my Frankenstein Game Boy. I, I built mm-hmm. a Game Boy a few years ago. Um, they, they sell a few of them there, like custom Game Boys. Mm, okay. It's like, you know, the old 1989 fat Game like the Boy. The big fat one, yeah. yeah but this oh, one, yeah. one of the ones that they have is it's got a custom Legend of Zelda case and it's got a backlight on it. Ooh. Yeah. Run you a couple hundred bucks, but that's... uh, uh Nostalgia gets expensive. But for their old games, I picked up... I'm calling it a gem. It only cost me 30 bucks and I don't know if it'll translate on the uh, monitor here, but uh, for the Sega Saturn... Revolution Revolution X starring Aerosmith. Wow. It it made a list of, uh, I remember from Electronic Gaming Monthly, one of the worst games ever made. Revolution (laughs) X. Uh the here's the here's what the remember they, they actually like would put things on the back like screenshots and a description of the game and everything so you did because you're like most of the people wouldn't be able to go and find information on it so you gotta read the back like a vhs tape uh here's the deal the new order nation a powerful corrupt alliance is crushing today's youth and destroying all things fun it's a gruesome regime under the iron rule of headmistress helga a vicious vamp whose obvious attractions are fatal. Suddenly, America's premier rock band, Aerosmith, is abducted by non-forces. Now it's up to you to stop the destruction, and music is the weapon. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is the game where when you fire your gun, it just shoots compact discs. <laughs> so it's the drunk jet. Yes. <laughs> it's a junk chat. <laughs> There's uh, a picture in the one of the, the screen grabs in the top right corner. 
I didn't know what it was until I read the caption. The caption says, Aerosmith plays on if you destroy the New Order Nation. And it's like a pixelated 16-bit like image of Aerosmith playing, like all all pixelated. This is not 8-bit. My God. Uh, there's a picture of Steven Tyler at the bottom, also all pixelated. This is hilarious. Yeah, I got I to gotta hook up to Saturn and try this out. But yeah, this was uh, on a on a list of games that were considered the worst ever made uh next to uh bubsy 3d uh custer's revenge and of course et revenge (laughs) so uh but this one did not end up in a landfill Uh, (laughs) unlike et there was a movie theater in natick it was your natick or framingham and it's no longer there i think it's a like a I think it's a Bob's discount furniture now. Uh, but there was a theater there and I saw Terminator 3 there in 2003. And I remember when I was leaving, they actually had a Revolution X cabinet with like the compact disc guns set up. And I like, I, I wish people had cameras on their persons at all time back then because I wish I'd taken a photo of it. I was so excited to see one in in the wild. And and then like a month later they tore down that theater. Um speaking of music, Mike, uh Nine Inch Nails, I know you're a fan. Yes. It's a little bit of a fan. Mm, just a bit. Uh Trent Reznor talking with uh Rick Rubin on his uh Tetragamation podcast. I think that's how it's sure. Pronounced. That sounds sounds good enough for me. Uh, according to Reznor, the media landscape has changed for the worst and the cultural reception to new music just isn't what it used to be. Metal Injection, writing this article, calling it, calling all of these disheartening factors for Mr. Reznor. Uh, first and foremost, Mike, do you, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you pay attention to like n- new music, but do you agree with that sentiment that people just don't respond well to new music these days. Um, I think that they respond. Well, I think they do respond well to new music. The problem is the way that you respond to music now is different from 10 years and before maybe in five years, but realistically like in terms of time frame, 10 years before, you know, everything is, like radio's there, but a lot of stuff is now just quick, you know, TikTok, you know, use YouTube. It, it's it's a lot more algorithmic, mm-hmm. if that's if that's the right word for it. it you know, it's it's less organic to find something that's out of what you've already heard. So therefore, it's harder. It's harder to get that natural, you know expanse of music that I'm sure what is what Reznor is talking about. Do you think and, that and the idea and the idea of, of getting that that long shot like would Nine Inch Nails exist today like the original like hard industrial kind of sound would that exist today would he be able to make kind of that crazy music today and get the traction he got mm-hmm. or you know is it because the, the buzz was different how things you know were able to organically grow at a slower pace. I mean, that's different too. The pace is quickened. 
Do you think this is because I call it the ADD generation, but just because of services like YouTube, YouTube shorts, Instagram. I mean, yeah. You can call it the ADD generation, but it's, is, is it also, is it where things sped up and therefore our attention span got shorter or is it because our attention span was always short and we never had necessarily the, the, the quick hits for our dopamine. Everything had was automatically slowed down. And so there it's all we had. Yeah. I say we like I have ADD. <laughs> well, that's we as a generation. That's I was thinking about this earlier today because I had uh 100 FM the Pike on and they were playing a new Foo Fighters song from their new album. But here we are mm-hmm. and was thinking to myself, it's really nice that Chuck Perks, shout out to Perks, put this in mm-hmm. rotation. However, Will this song still be in rotation two weeks from now? Aha. Uh-huh. And it took there me go. it took me back to two thousand seven when uh the Pretender was out. That was Foo Fighters single at the time. Yep. And the Pretend got, yep. the Pretender played like every like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Just heard that song all the time. And then, yep. and then now it just seems like when uh, bands even as storied as Foo Fighters put out new music it just like you hear it for just a small period of time when it's fresh the the burn rate change somebody's you know the burn rate's going up so we just automatically dump it yeah someone would rather uh you know joe listener joe music fan would rather just hear uh the best of you over uh, the the best of you like several times a day over Mm -hmm. anything new Yeah, it's uh, it, it, but it's got that's got a that's got a it's got a low burn rate, dude. That's why. Yeah, it's all about the numbers. Everything, everything. No, I mean, it was always about the numbers beforehand, but now everything is so algorithmic again, where they don't have to organically, you know, try to figure out and interpret the numbers. They're like, the formula says this song has got this many weeks, and then we're gonna pull it. I think also especially in Boston, we don't really have any like active, you know, new rock stations Our all of our rock stations. Are all- <laughs> Not anymore. Fucking assholes burned to the ground. Rotten hell. They're what? all, huh? what? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what about certain VPs at certain, uh, conglomerates? In yeah. Boston? Yeah. Yeah. All, all you VPs in Boston can suck my, Harry Nutsack. <laughs> That's why we're not getting paid by any. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Any radio yeah, stations? Uh, whatever. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're never gonna get that Seth Green interview either. All right. He's so not, he's not wrong. No. Um, yeah. But, but that being said, yeah. you know, fuck K Love. Okay. Fuck you, K Love. Goddamn Jesus Radio. Happy uplifting shit. Get off to my fucking FM dial. Go back to AM. Listen, there's. I. I I'm kind of holding out hope just because there's a. There. There have been like heritage radio stations around the country that have been revived over the last few years. There, there's Q101 in Chicago. That was gone for a while. That's back. 99X in Atlanta. That just came back uh, earlier this year. And then uh, in San Francisco, Live 105, which has been gone for several years, was just relaunched two weeks ago. So all like- you need, all you need is just to get somebody to convince Ernie Bog Jr., all right, to spend the $25 million to just buy up the rights to, to you know, classic WAF. And just put it back on the same frequency, and there you go. Yep. I mean, that's what uh, Stephen King did. 
uh, I think it's WCYY. I might be wrong. There's a, there's a radio station in Maine that Stephen King owns because like they flipped the format at some point and he was pissed. So he just he's bought like, the yeah, station. He's like, fuck this. I have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> you bought the station and brought the band back and brought the, uh, the rock music back. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at is that just because we don't have any like modern rock stations in here, you're not really going to hear the new stuff. Like I'm thinking back to in the mid two thousands when, you know, you had the best of you and pretender by the Foo Fighters. You had Danny California by the chili peppers. And then you had, uh, like sex on fire by Kings of Leon. And at the time I'm just thinking to myself, these are the songs that are going to be up there with like "Welcome to the Jungle" and uh, uh, "Enter Sex on Fire." But okay, yeah, but it's just like the amount of airplay those songs were getting. Oh, heavy, heavy rotation, and they're still getting that same amount of airplay to this day. Except now it's all getting lumped under the classic rock umbrella, which is. I mean, let's let's be real. The classic rock umbrella. Everybody is like, oh, stuff from the 80s and the 70s. You're like, dude, 25 years ago. Right. <laughs> it's Limp Biscuit. Yeah, when when I put Classic on- Rock is Limp Biscuit and Offspring. Dude, WZLX is is hilarious. And I hope Danielle's listening to this right now because I know she's been uh, kind of floating around on afternoons there at ZLX, but ZLX is hilarious in that they've been playing like, you know, they play Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Weezer, they're playing all these things that you know were staples of alt rock radio in the '90s. It's considered classic rock now, and yet all of the on air talent on that station, they've been there for thirty plus years now. Oh, with all due respect, they're dinosaurs. Their heyday <laughs> was the Zeppelin era. That was that was their time, and now here they are. They're, they're, here they are spinning Weezer records, saying it so. And a lot of people are like, I love Weezer. I love Buddy Holly. What a song. I'm like, have you listened to anything that they've put out in the last like decade? They're four albums per year. <laughs> no, because they don't play any of them on the radio. They only play, uh, they only play the ones that people know. So I, it's a long winded way of saying, I, I, I can see where, where Reznor's coming from with his gripes because, Oh yeah. It's not, it, it's not, nothing is unfounded with his statement and his, and his, his opinions. Absolutely not. You can hear, I mean, maybe not, I don't, I don't know, man. Like AF used to play hurt and head like a hole a lot. Yeah. Um, and they'd play closer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But. Oh, God damn right. You, you, you know, get you'd luck out and hear at the beginning. See like, oh yeah. But they don't, uh, they, they never really played anything after with teeth. No, they, they played, uh, I mean, back in the back time. Yeah. They would, they would play, uh, they did the day the world went away for a little bit. We're in this together now. I think they did a little, they did uh, a little bit of survivalism and only, um, and then they did hand it feeds a little bit. And then it, I was like, all right, we're just gonna go back to downward spiral. And that's basically it. I do remember hearing capital G a few times. Yeah. But, uh, what? I'm blanking on the name of the song, but we use it as a music bed and I've heard Toucher and Rich or I've heard the sports hub use it as a music bed too. And it's from, uh, that album that they put out for free that has 1 million on it. Uh, is it it discipline? I think it's this one. Yeah, it's this one. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but you'll never hear that. Yeah, off of the slip. Yeah, the slip. Yep. 
which that was uh, right around the time that bands started putting out albums for free because they were like, fuck the music industry. Yep. Fuck our label. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to pay for this. Yeah. And he, he actually put out not, all of his, all of the actual CD albums were numbered. Yep. Yep. Cause he's like, you know, let's just make it a little bit like, Hey guy, I want you guys to go back to the roots. Like buy a copy, like physically own it. It's uh halos, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever are, yeah, <laughs> if you're ever unsure of, of if you own a nine inch nails album itself, you know, it'll say halo and then a number after it. And you can look and see where it is in the, in the lineup. And you're yep. like, oh, do I own all the Halos? You probably don't because there's some really obscure ones in there. But it, it, you'll be able to go and, and understand which Halo it is and what order it is and what year it is. Now, I know he's tight with uh, the folks from his band, but I wonder if he got that from New Order because they did that when they were on Factory Records. And I think they still do that with their releases, even though um, Factory I, Records. I mean, if they did it first, I'm sure he picked up on that. I was like, that's a great fucking idea. Yeah, because all, all the New Order albums are like fact zero two six zero two seven even though the label hasn't been around in in decades they still label them as such they even yeah, label keep, art keep pieces going. yeah they even label like art pieces the album art is is factory uh factory releases but uh just quickly from this metal injection article uh they say in the context of nine inch nails in terms of an audience and culture the importance of music or lack of importance of music in today's world, from my perspective, is a little defeating. This is the quote from Trent Reznor. He says, it feels to me in general, and I'm saying this as a 57-year-old man. He's 57? I know. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, music used to be the thing that I was doing when I had time. I was listening to music. I wasn't doing it in the background while I was doing five other things, and I wasn't treating it as kind of a disposable commodity. Uh, I kind of missed the attention music got. I missed the critical attention that music got. Now I'm not that I'm interested in the critic's opinion, but to send something out in the world and feel like it touched places might have gotten a negative or positive review or somebody heard it. It got validated in its own way culturally, and that feels askew. And yeah, I mean, it, there's very few times that something comes up that you you get, I wouldn't say like a like a national you know awareness of, but it just seems things seem a lot smaller. Like if he's releasing an album, it, like, oh, it's like album release day was big, you know, who's releasing what on Tuesday. Now it's like, oh, well, there's another single, another single, another single. And then, and then T Swift comes out with something like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and nice. how many, you know, how many bands are huge, but just don't release. I mean, what Nicki Minaj, you know, broke the Beatles record of having the most number one hits, but how many albums did she actually put out? She's just co-starring on every, uh, person's other single yeah know? and that's there, there are a lot of bands now too I and mean, going back to new order for example where they just they're, they're shying away from the traditional album release mm -hmm. just a single a new single uh and that's so the thing often. like this i like this song i don't I, I don't have the energy to put out 14 more songs that i know are never going to hear the light of day unless you buy an album yep buy the album but yeah everybody's streaming individual songs You're like well that's, I think, sort of the, uh, we were talking about The Cure at the beginning of this episode, and when I saw The Cure last uh, last evening, they played a lot of new music, and they've been talking about putting an album out for well over a decade at this point, but it hasn't seen the light of day, and just them playing it in concert, I think that might be it, honestly. They just have all these songs written just to play live, and there will never be like a, a you know, a studio version of it. 
because that's which just, is interesting. That's just that's just it now. That's just how those bootlegs like uh, Pearl Jam used to do. Every fucking time they'd go on a yep. tour, like every single stop, they'd be like, "Here's your bootleg." Yep. The bands now they just they they will tour in support of a you know a new song that they've released because they know people are going to go to see them to hear the hits and not the the new song or the new album. Mm-hmm. An, an album is just more of like a legacy sort of exercise in nostalgia at this point. Uh, Reznor uh, concludes here. He says, I can't think of any review I care about today that I even trust. I could write it before it even comes out because it's already written. In fact, chat GPT could probably do a better job, you know, or is currently doing the job. That makes for what I feel is a less fertile environment to put music out into in the world of Nine Inch Nails. Basically, he's saying it's going to be a long time before we see another new Nine Inch Nails release. Uh, Yeah. Now, which I'm not surprised about, um, and I'm not like disappointed or happy. It's just like, I'm not surprised. I, I you know, read the room. Like he's doing a lot of, of you know, music stuff with uh, Atticus Ross. He's, you know, he's got the, uh, I believe, is it now he's just a Tony away from the EGOT? Oh, shit. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, he's an Emmy. Is he an Emmy away from the EGOT? He's going to have to start acting. You know, no, he doesn't. You can still win at one of it just for music. Okay. Right? So I think so. Yeah. I think he's good. So he just needs, yeah. I just want him to be an ego winner. That's all. Okay, right um, up, right up there with Rita Moreno. Wow, it's right. two names, two names that like one of these things is not like the other. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but the only thing that I read into that is he is getting old. So the next tour he does, then at the tour, not just stopping at like festival spots. The next tour he does is going to be his last tour, and I'm going to buy fucking tickets that are expensive more than I need to be. That's going to be you going to the Xfinity Center. That's me, that's me going to the Xfinity Center paying upwards of $500 for a ticket because I, I can read the writing on that. He's not going to be doing farewell tour after farewell tour. He's not kiss. Right. All right. He's going to be doing one last tour. And you know what? As long as it isn't tour with Perry Farrell, I'll be happy. <laughs> Uh, as long as uh, I think anyone would be happy I'll have to endure that yeah not a fan of that that co-headlining tour right there fuck that Soundgarden tour good Perry Farrell fuck that guy I saw it and and his Asian whore of a wife oh dude she is the worst she just just, and if you get that reference more power to you but she's quite literally the worst she ruins every song that they perform now I was so excited that porno for pyros had reunited uh, oh, last year because Asian Moon, oh, such a good underrated song. Well, well, Jane's Addiction was supposed to uh, play last year, and Dave Navarro has not been performing with the band because he he had COVID and it seriously screwed him up, and he has not recovered from it. So, uh, the great Josh Klingoffer, formerly of Red Hot Chili Peppers, has actually been performing with Jane's Addiction now. Um, plus, they're original bassist Eric Avery's back in the band which is awesome but because Navarro was so sick last year and couldn't perform uh, sort of at the last minute Perry Farrell regrouped Porno for Pyros and we got some performances out of him but his wife he's so insistent on his wife being up there uh, uh, dancing like a stripper and doing background vocals and just absolutely butchering the songs Oh, it just makes it unlistenable. Listenable. It's uh, it's worse than Yoko. She's literally pulling the 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 new Yoko. 
I mean, Yoko just made sounds. Like, <laughs> uh, Eddie Lau, I think, is actually trying to sing, but she's not doing a very good job of it. Um, oh, I was so mad when they when they were doing. I was watching a video of them playing Pets, which is like you know, it's their song, right? It's like hey, the great Pets. It's the only song that like pets. anybody knows by that band. But yeah, here's uh, so like halfway through the song, um his wife comes out on stage and uh this happens Stick, stick to the side wings, lady. It's, Wait for him to get off stage. Like Perry Farrell's Perry Farrell, but at least yeah, his yeah. voice hasn't changed at all in thirty years. Uh, when I saw them, it was it was like the Rockstar Energy Drink Festival or something like that, and it was uh, Circus Survive, um, Coheed and Cambria. I feel like there was a fifth band in there somewhere, but it was it was Circus Survive, Coheed which Kate was really excited for. And we were sitting in like the front row, like right before the pit at the experience center. One of the more enjoyable times I've been there. Um, and then when Jane's addiction came on, we both just sat and just stewed and just had to endure that, that, that mess. Uh, and then Alice in Chains played and oh, that fixed everything. That fixed everything. Yes. But uh, all better now. Metal Injection article concludes uh, Reznor later added the touring is also difficult for him in recent years saying I don't want to be away from my kids I don't want to miss their lives to go do a thing that I'm grateful to be able to do and I'm appreciative that you're here to see it but I've done it a lot uh, honestly like do the Danzig thing of just uh, do festival gigs because that way you don't have to tour you just do select dates throughout the year and I feel like he's going to he he was going to take two, maybe 20, I'd say 2026. He's going to do a final tour 2026. Yeah. And then it's going to be like done. Is that, that, that going to, does that celebrate any album? Like, cause would that coincide with a, a release of anything? Did anything come out in 2001? Uh, ooh, um, uh, Frad, no, cause Fragile came out in 99 i feel like there was a gap between the fragile and with teeth fragile came out in but 99 and then nails discography uh what is uh oh well, i mean if he wants to tour for and all that could have been that came out in 2002 but that's a live album yeah no because yeah fragile and then with teeth was 2005 i thought with teeth was like a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. But no, it was, yeah, 2005, yeah. So, okay. no, there's nothing that would be, uh, well, math-wise. Unless he just uh, wants to be like, we're touring for the 27th anniversary <laughs> of this album. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he did something, it would be next year and be like, you know, was it the 30th anniversary of Downward Spiral? Yeah. You know, and that, because that, that right there would just hit it. Yeah. Like, all right, 30th anniversary of Downward Spiral. I've been doing this for 30 years because that was, 
and Pretty Hate Machine was big, but Downward Spiral, wait until, that cemented everything. Honestly, wait until 2029, and then you could do a uh, Pretty Hate Machine anniversary tour. <laughs> Forty years, and then uh, and then that that wrap it up with that. Uh, I don't. I think I don't. I don't think he'll wait that long. His soundtrack work is great, though. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's that's. It's so like. It's still so bizarre. Was it Sing? Or there, there was like some Pixar film that he did the soundtrack for. And it's just so bizarre seeing his name associated with that. Seeing it like associated with something that's directed towards kids. Uh, soul. Soul. He did Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is weird because you're like, why would you do Soul? But it's it's him and, and uh, Atticus Ross and then John Batiste. Oh, there you go. That's why. Yeah. There you go. That's that's. uh that's just uh, but if you if you ever listen to his ghosts albums, which is now ghosts one through six now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it was one through four and then he put five out and then he put six out. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like all, all of the the ambiance, like almost like a, 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 you know, ASMR yeah. kind of music, like that is what's like that you can hear in the background of soul. Which is not, you know, had like a whole slightly different there's uh the is the social network i think was his first foray in a sound yeah that that was like boom this guy can fucking do it you're like okay all right i'm gonna hire him to do my movie i'm gonna play this real quick i, I think the audio will translate here foo fighters may 28th at sonic temple festival uh and they have josh freese on drums uh who was at one time a member of nine inch nails and then there's been so many people that are like dip their toe into nine inch nails yeah oh yeah uh when i saw them uh pino paladino pino paladino paladino yeah he uh who plays uh with the who was their bass player but that was also because they had uh two members drop out right before the tour was supposed to start one of which being eric avery so pino was like the literal last minute addition uh, here's uh, Foo Fighters playing with Josh Freese. You'll like this, Mike. He also played with this fucking band on tour. Here we go, time. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna do it, we gotta do this fucking. Nice. <laughs> and just screaming it. I don't even think. I need another word lyrics. <laughs> you get the Eddie Vedder in there just to make sounds. Horrifying virgin on a pelican. Okay. Very good. All right. So uh, hopefully we will get at least more shows from Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did the Wave Goodbye Tour in 2013. Yep. Um, but I, I feel I, like it's going. he's going to actually have like a hard cap. I think I went to that. 
the wave goodbye tour. Yeah, because I thought he literally was gonna be like, I'm done, I'm done, done. And then he kind of came back for a couple more tours. I'm like, all right, <laughs> liar. They always say so that. They, yeah. yeah. Rolling Stones, last tour ever, 1989. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll wrap up the show talking about Reddit. Uh, stick around. Am I going to work there much longer? No, I'm not going to work there. Hardly focused. I'm a driver. I'm a winner. Things are going to change. I can feel it. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. This is Hardly Focused. Uh, don't recite Pulp Fiction while your wife's in labor. Uh, while, it's, uh, while it's on TV with the nurse that's helping her give birth. Huh, Mike? Why, why do you say this? Why would you know this? <laughs> the nurse and I were riffing. It was great. And it's like, hey, I'm having a kitty. And like, whatever. Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. Hey, we're Hardly Focused. You can get us at hardlyfocused.com. We are part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Jack Gill, Mike Tarara. Uh, Mike, before you uh, got your, I guess, first cell phone, how long, uh, or I, I guess since you got your, your first cell phone, I should say, how long have you gone without one? Like for like an extended period of time? Like, like, like not owning one or just like not having it on my person? Not having it on your person. Probably, um, was it a was it a full week there? I think it was only a weekend. Okay, uh, I did a camping trip with my nephew for Boy Scouts, and I think it was only like three or four days. And so, I mean, you just you just left it, you know, in the truck because you're like you're you know, I wasn't taking pictures or anything. I was just like there. So, yeah. might have been, was it a full? Week? Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was three or four days. So that's as long as as I have gone. Okay. I am on day four. Oh, is it broken? Is that why? It fried. It just it's <laughs> dead. So, so it wasn't voluntary. Yeah. This, is, this is a mandatory freebie. It All is. Right. Yes, it is dead. And I'm waiting on a part to get it repl- to have that fixed or just to get a new phone entirely. But uh, I've, I've been convinced uh, by the Apple store not to just buy a new phone. Oh, really? Apple store told you not to buy a new phone. Really? They were like, cause wow. I, I told them I want to buy a new phone because, uh, well, first I go to the Apple store and I'm like, Hey, my phone doesn't work. And they well, go, what, which like, which one, is, which one do you have? I have the 12 mini, which okay, is, so you got a 12. What's the new one? 14 13 or the 14, the 14. Okay. All right. So it's, it's not like it's a 12 and you're going to the 17. Correct. Okay. All and, right. Uh, and, and I, I missed the form factor of like the original iPhones because then they just like for a while were like, Hey, let's make the biggest fucking iPhone we can possibly make. That's the mm-hmm. size of a small tablet. And then they realized people didn't like that. So then they, they uh, scaled them back. They scaled them back and then they, they introduced the minis and I have a mini and I don't like it. It's too small. I, ironically yeah. enough. Because so. you, it's because you've gotten used to the big. Uh, yeah. It's uh it's a, it's a superiority complex. You see, because yeah. I'm a very small individual. I've I had I had similar problems with my phone, um, except mine wasn't not working. It literally the battery after five years was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill me. 
I had a, I had the six and that was, that was it. I, I ran that thing into the ground. Oh yeah. I ran that. I, I, I went from the six to the 10 and that was after the 11 had come out. So that's, how Oh wow. Cause it. you still, okay. You were still a generation behind at that point. Yeah. I think they were, no, I've got, I've got, I've never, I'm an Android forever guy, but I've got the, the three XL and the battery just finally was like, yeah, dude, no, mm-hmm. I, I ain't having it. So I ended up getting a new battery. Uh, cause I, the seven, the, the pixel, uh, seven apparently has a possible issue with the back glass oh, Jesus. <laughs> of the camera breaking yeah. and Google not liking to fix it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to get a new phone. Cause they were like free phone, free phone. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't care if it's free. If it's a piece of shit, I don't want it. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, I just buy, bought it. I got you know, down to that, you know, the, the, the Arab guys over at the mall and, uh, told them, hey, I need a new battery. They popped it in. And this thing is holding a charge. It works. It still works fine. It worked fine before, but now it's like, all right, I, I got a battery. I, I charge it once and now I'm good. Like, oh nice. my God, it's so weird. Um, I know I'm going to keep this riding for two more years until the battery dies again. I'm going to keep this damn phone. Oh yeah. I would love to. I, I mean, I've done it before. I've run <laughs> phones into the ground and I've had others where I'm just like, I don't like this. Yeah. When it else. bricks, you're just like, ah, I can't do anything about it. But I knew it was just the battery. I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, the, there's that android phone that I, I know one person who has this it's like it's the flip phone where like the screen actually folds yes yeah yeah there's the, there's the new one the google fold and then there's a yeah the, the first one the samsung yeah that flipped yeah do you know anything about those like do those work well apparently yes the first generation there was issues because uh after stress testing uh, you know, they realized that they were doing it in a lab and not real world and real world. People were like, yeah, I'm starting to get like a burn in at the crease. Um, but apparently with, you know, you can go two plus years now without having an issue. So nice. I still don't trust them, but uh, apparently they're better. Well, my um, yeah, my phone just like it, it just died. It just was uh, working and then it just shut off and it doesn't turn back on. And when when Apple starts doing the the foldable then you know it's 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 mint. Yep, yep. Because it's you know because because their stuff doesn't break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Never I, does. I, I've put my phone through. I I've put all of my phones through the test, and the the only breakage they ever had on them uh, were were known defects. I had the five C, which was it had like the plastic casing on it, and like yeah. the screen was popping out of it, and that was a known defect of it, and that was like the worst damage I've ever had on a phone uh, uh, up until like what, whatever happened with mine now. But uh, yeah, Apple. So I go to go to the Apple store because first I, first I bring it into the genie bar and they like, they try to test it and it's just not turning on. It's not, re- it's not even registering. Like it is completely dead. So they, they order a part. I don't know what part it is. They won't tell me. Um, I've asked, it's, like, it's a proprietary part. Just you're, a, you're not allowed to know what it is. Part probably just is phone. It probably just give me a whole new phone. But uh, I, I, I like I'm starting to get impatient because now it's been two days and I'm already going through withdrawal. So I go <laughs> I go back to the Apple store and I, just, I, need, I need my fix, man. I need my fix. I tell them, look, I like the 14 Pro. Um, oh, girl, I can't talk to you right now. Sorry. Um why is Bitch, that? I'm busy. Oh, it's my laptop. All right. Well, I'm going to talk over that and I apologize. Uh, when I get a FaceTime call, mm-hmm. my my work laptop rings. 
So you're just going to have to listen to that because it's connected to my, my Apple ID. So, Oh my God. What a fucking ass. The joys of technology. Uh, Anyway. Um, so, uh, I tell them I like the 14 pro. They ask me what's wrong with my phone now. I tell them like it's it's solely dead and went on apart, whatever. Maybe I'm impatient. Maybe it's just easier to get a new phone because I don't know if this issue is going to happen again with the current one. And they just said, look, you have Apple care. We're not charging you to fix this. You're getting a free replacement. And if we can't oh. fix this, you're getting a free phone. So, Damn. so they're like, just wait, like j- wait j- for it. Just wait. And I, and I begrudgingly said, okay. And, uh, now I, I guess this is what life was like before everyone had cell phones because I, I, I have to start memorizing people's numbers again. Yeah. (laughs) Memorizing numbers, memorizing birthdays. Um, I'm reliant. I'm, I'm using my iPad largely right now. I'm happy. I have my iPad. I've been thinking recently, why do I have this? I never use it. Well, now it's all I'm using. Uh, but there's also the realization of how dependent we are on not just technology, the late Ted Kaczynski was on the something, by the way, uh, who killed himself. I don't know if you heard that. He apparently killed himself okay. in, in jail. Yeah. I mean, he had terminal cancer. So, so it's, yeah, is it really, you know, yeah, the guys don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, Kaczynski, I'm not getting out anytime soon. Kaczynski obviously is like anti-technology, but then, you know, blew a bunch of people up, but, uh, we're, we're heavily reliant on cell phones. And in me realizing just the amount of things I have stored on my phone that I need for like daily life that I have not been able to access, uh, because my phone doesn't work. Um, yeah, whoopsie two factor authentication. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm locked out of a lot of accounts right now. Cause I can't, I, you, you can't install those apps on other devices because you can only have them installed one uh, device at a time. Mm. So I try to install, I use a service called Authy, which is uh, cloud-based and I tried to install it on my iPad. I'm like, no, you can't. Nope. Sorry. Security. I'm like that fucking makes way too much sense. Okay. Um, the cure show be, to try to combat scalpers and everything mobile mm. tickets. Only the only reason I was able to get into that show, my Apple watch. Oh, wow. Because the ticket was already loaded into my wallet. So I was able to pull it up on my watch and it worked. But uh, I'm just now realizing, uh, okay, so this is what it's like to not have a phone. And this is also what it's like to kind of live without technology. I mean, uh, there's going to come to be a point period of time. If it gets to be about a week and I don't have my phone, I'm going to have to, you know, revisit and be like, okay, I really need a new one. Can't wait anymore. But uh, I really need one, man. I'm going through the withdrawal period right now. I'm, I'm sitting here just <laughs> itching myself and shaking, and it's it's like a detox. <laughs> so, uh, but when my phone uh starts working again, hopefully it will be before the Apollo app for Reddit gets shut down because that is shutting down on the 30th of June. Yes. Uh, now there's a lot of people who are like. What the fuck is going on? And that was kind of me too. I'm like, because I don't actually use uh, a, a third party app for Reddit because I'm lazy. I don't go on Reddit as often as other people do. But what the fuck's going on, man? So all I know is that the, uh, the CEO of Reddit's a fucking douchebag. He is a douchebag. He is. <laughs> uh, the Reddit, and this is, I might be getting some details wrong here, and I'm almost also a layman. So I, I, uh, he is a lame man. I know only so much that I can process, but as far as I understand it, the Reddit API, 
which uh what is api that's is the the guy who actually created apollo put it perfectly and i wish i'd written it down uh in a post that he put up today but it's basically what allows outside services to talk to the main service in this case reddit and allows it to pass information back and forth okay if that makes so it's like it's like the communication between reddit itself and the people that use apps to talk to reddit yes it's um uh it's basically like a telephone line if you want to look at it that way um or a telegraph line if you're really old i remember when the telegraph was invented okay abe (laughs) uh the the creator of apollo christian he's been very vocal about all of this on reddit um and he even said uh to the uninitiated, quote, the Reddit API is just how apps and tools talk with Reddit to get posts in a subreddit, comments on a post, upvote, reply, etc. Now, the um, API had been free to use up until this point. And then Spez, the uh, CEO of Reddit, claims that the API was never designed to handle third-party apps and that they just let, a, let the developers run wild this whole time. And... Uh, Reddit's also trying to turn a profit despite not paying any of their moderators. So that's, uh, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm confused. Like the mods came up and said, fun, we're going to go dark and we're going to turn off our most popular subreddits to basically say, fuck you. And you're not going to get any rad revenue for a little bit. And he's like, fine, I'll replace you. And I'm like, but you said basically he is threatened to replace them with paid Reddit employees to be the mods. Yeah. So you're actually costing yourself more money. <laughs> That's where I kind of like, I'm confused of how you, this, how is this a win for you? That's why I lost them on that one. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so now it's uh start charging for the API and start charging up the wazoo and they basically make it. So any uh, app developer uh, like Christian with Apollo who has an app that is an alternative to Reddit, they're basically getting priced out. They can't uh, afford to because uh, they would be basically getting charged to use the API and they, they can't afford it because it'd be like millions upon millions of dollars all told annually. So all these apps are shutting down now that obviously has Reddit in a tizzy. I fucking hate the Reddit mobile app. Um, it stopped working on me. It's not just I. I mean, yeah, I can I can get past the fact that it's laden. Oh, there's with a ads. problem. <laughs> I can get past the fact it's laden with ads. All right, I can get past the fact that like you have to go through hoops and bounds just to bring up not safe for work content. Oh yeah, I watch Reddit. Uh, I watch Reddit porn. Whatever. But uh, I I can look past all of that. The Apollo app is so easy to use, and I only started using Apollo and actually paid for Apollo because the Reddit app just stopped working for me. So I don't want to have to use that. And you can't, they don't have a mobile website because it just redirects you to the app. So uh, they're, they're, everything was fine. It's just like Twitter. Everything was fine from, from a, from a technical standpoint, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden like money somehow became an issue. And uh, there's just this Reddit revolt that's been going on this whole time for the last three or four weeks now. And part of it's just because Spez just keeps doing interviews where he just keeps shooting himself in the foot and he keeps placing the blame on the app developers and, uh, is, is, he's kind of pulling an Elon. He he's, he's, uh, pouring gasoline on the fire. He knows the trolls 
don't like him. Not even the trolls. He knows nobody likes him. So he trolls them. So uh, a bunch of subreddits, Mike, as you noted, went dark for a few days last week. There are some that are still dark. Others have opened up. And some others have opened up, but are based on their uh, Reddit polls are only doing certain things that are normally unrelated to their subreddit. Like, you know, uh, you know, our, you know, pictures is just doing pictures of, you know, you know, dancing every day or whatever, you know, whoever, like whoever they voted for. Yeah. So, uh, picks according to the verge, uh, they say our picks with more than 30 million subscribers are gifts more than 21 subscribers. It's GIF, not Jeff. I don't care what the creator of it said. It's GIF. Uh, And our awe, more than 34 million subscribers, offer two options for users to vote on. Have the subreddit return to normal or only allow content featuring John Oliver. (laughs) So uh, uh, our picks return to normal. 2,329 votes. Only allow images of John Oliver looking sexy. 37,331 votes. So the whole subreddit is just pictures of John Oliver right now. Uh, our gifts return to normal. 1,851 votes only feature gifts of John Oliver. 13,696 votes. Uh, our awe, which is like, you know, pictures of, uh, you know, kittens things. Yeah. Return to normal. 2,691 votes only allow adorable content featuring John Oliver, uh, she John, a mascot, and anything else that closely resembles them. 48,506 votes. <laughs> and uh, John Oliver uh, has posted on Twitter saying, Dear Reddit, excellent work. Attention, our picks, have at it. And then followed up with several pictures of himself. <laughs> uh, so it's beyond that, other subreddits that have uh, made adjustments recently, uh, interesting as fuck, which uh, are posts that are well they're interesting as fuck you know something like uh today i learned that snakes can unhinge their jaws to eat pretty much anything something like that it could be a picture of a of a, of a snake doing that uh they have uh allowed not safe for work content and relaxed their moderation so uh the subreddit is now nothing but porn <laughs> and the top uh, today i uh, the uh, so on our all which you know encompasses literally every single subreddit on on the entire website uh the top post on all all day today was from interesting as fuck of a chick taking her top off uh and then well that sucks which is another subreddit about misfortune where one would say ah well that sucks uh all the posts now are pictures of vacuum cleaners <laughs> With uh, a couple of pictures of Heather Harmon interspersed, who for a long time was known as the queen of blowjobs. So uh, that's the state of Reddit right now. Anytime I go on Reddit as of late, it's either posts about uh, it's, it's all mod posts, uh, just blanket posts about how Reddit is killing itself from the inside. It's it's posts about the the blackouts, the you know the I don't know if it's right to call them troll posts, but. You know what what you see on these these subreddits now, or it's just things about Trump. That's really it. Like subreddit, my 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 Reddit is just trash now. Uh, yep, and that's that's the thing. It's like yeah, you're trying to make a point about making more money, and do you not realize how much money you're losing in the long run? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think news is fine. I don't, I don't think news is has changed anything they, they want to stay uh 
you know, what they've been doing and stay non-biased. And then games also is staying out of this and they just want to be a subreddit for gaming news, which is totally fine by me. Those are really the only two subreddits I frequent. Okay. Uh, I know that murdered by words is now just doing your mom jokes. Excellent. All it is. And they're like, no, no more. Like somebody makes a stupid point and then, you know, somebody else dunks on them with like, you know, you just, you know, have to go to the burn ward for legitimate reasons. No, it's <laughs> just your mom jokes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Always love a good mom joke. Uh, I'm curious about two subreddits, uh, three subreddits I follow. Okay. Uh, bread stapled to trees. What are we doing? <laughs> um, nope. Still sure. pictures of uh, bread stapled to trees. All right. All right well, they, they took the vote and it uh, looks like uh, the vote's in. Okay. Uh, where is trees sucking at things? Um, trees stapled to bread. No. Okay. Trees. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's still normal. Uh, trees sucking on things. That's, oh, that's another one to follow. Um, let's see. Yep. Still trees eating things. Okay. Very good. And then finally, uh, Tim. <laughs> still pictures of people named Tim. All right. Those were the subreddits I was most uh, concerned about. And uh, there we go. I wonder if Space Sticks is still around and how they're responding to the Reddit blackout. I'm going to look that up now. Never go on Space Sticks, by the way. I once told, I once joked to someone about Space Sticks and they actually like went to it because I mentioned it. And then they, I, th I think I broke something in their brain as a result. Why would you do this? <laughs> Uh oh, Space Sticks hasn't been around for a long time. Okay. It's quarantined. It's in quarantine oh, really? mode. Yeah, okay. Can't, can't imagine why. It's been quarantined for many years now. Okay. So I guess they don't have anything to worry about right now. Okay. Uh Reddit also was hacked um a few months ago, according to the Verge. Yes. Yeah. Hackers demand four point four four point five million dollars in uh, ransom, but then also changes to the API pricing structure. Uh, the Verge says Black Cat, a ransomware group, says it was behind the February phishing attack on Reddit. Uh, that's where people uh, huff cans of uh, uh, CO uh, or balloons, rather, and then listen to some really bad jam music. I forget who it was I saw. I saw I was I saw some band at like House of Blues, like City in Color, something incredibly like mellow and non-threatening in the least. And Fish was playing at Fenway across the street. And as I'm leaving House of Blues, the Fish show is also getting out. There's just balloons everywhere, just deflated balloons, and people just like passed out on the sidewalk from huffing CO2. A bunch of cartoon characters. Uh, Black Cat, a ransomware group, says it was behind the February phishing attack on Reddit, as previously reported by Bleeping Computer. In a post shared by researcher Dominic Alveri, Black Cat claims to have stolen 80 gig of data from Reddit and threatens to release it publicly if demands aren't met. The group uh, aren't met. The group wants a $4.5 million payout in exchange for the data and also demands Reddit roll back its planned API pricing changes that spurred user and moderation protests last week. Uh, now what I, what do they have like do they actually have anything like yeah we we took information from like how um how damaging is it it's probably going to be usernames and passwords and then um okay. i'm sure like because you can buy you know 
Reddit gold and you know, oh, that. so they're they, like so they may be able to like literally just. I mean, didn't Reddit already like dilute the Reddit gold anyway? Yeah, I mean, you can. There's so many different award types now. Yeah, I mean, but way back when, that was the only way you could actually. That was the, like Reddit's, you know, uh, revenue income, if you want to call it that, was just from people who bought Reddit gold. Mm-hmm. But now there's like Reddit silver. There's all little types of awards you can give out. So it's not no longer seeing the little gold icon next to a comment signifies like you know, a top tier comment or post. It's how many little icons they have. It really, uh, you're right. It is incredibly diluted. Um, so they, yeah, they have personal information. It's, it's, it's really telling when a group like this steals all of that, but then also says, Hey, you guys are fucking over the community that we also just fucked over. There (laughs) there can only be one group of douchebags. (laughs) Roll back your API changes. (laughs) <laughs> like, jesus christ that's a that's a that's a dick measuring contest if i've ever heard of one well I, do you do you think they're gonna win the 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 black cat group yeah i kind of hope they, they're gonna i hope they do i want them i to- mean I, i'm sure people are now are like they're now basically a robin hood and you know yeah like sure you're holding my stuff for ransom too but i kind of want you to win it's like it's like putting al-qaeda and isis in a in a cage match see who wins <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, wins, we all lose. Well, I, um, I mean, I, one thing that's nice about my phone not working is I haven't been checking Reddit as much. So there's that. Um, there you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Reddit, people have, people have used Reddit to complain about things that weren't happening on or to Reddit, like, you know, the net neutrality bills and things like that. This is the first time where Reddit has really turned against itself. And, uh, it, it's not getting any better. And I don't see like, I don't see this being like CNN and Chris Licht where, uh, you know, the backlash is so bad that the CEO eventually steps down. I don't see, I made a mistake. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I don't see that happening with Reddit. No, he's, he's too fucking dick measuring contests to, to to stop, which the one thing that's really fortunate is I remember when he came about, I feel like Spez replaced leadership that was not all that great not so much that reddit you know was in an uproar like this but he he was the better alternative and when he came in people were happy and that like no one had a problem with this guy until recently because recently he's been sucking at the teat of elon musk it, what happens there you get some idiot who thinks he knows more than he does and overbuys for twitter decides to run it to the ground he's like oh i can do the same thing with reddit yeah it's a uh, profit I mean, it's really mirroring what happened with uh, with Twitter, although I, I really do think it's just with Twitter. It's just Elon had the money to purchase it. So he purchased it and he did it just to fuck with people. And- uh, no, he didn't do it to fuck with people. He did it because he's got thin skin and he can't handle fucking criticism like an adult. That too. I mean, is, is him having Asperger's any excuse? It's an excuse. Is it a legitimate one? Probably not. <laughs> it's also because he would have gotten um, uh, charges filed against him for, for uh, I don't know if it, was, if it would be uh, market manipulation or something like that. But when, you know, basically it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it and then not buy it. And then it artificially, artificially inflates the price of the stock, you know, and he buys the stock for it. You're like, yeah, that's, that's illegal, buddy. Yeah. Illegal. Well, well, hey, I mean, at least he didn't have boxes of uh, 
you know, classified documents in his bathroom. <laughs> At least he doesn't have a gold fucking toilet. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's it with uh, that's it with Reddit. So we'll uh, keep you posted, I guess, since we've been we've been uh, talking about this uh, weekly now. So, but hey, every week something comes out, some something, something happens. So worth keeping you uh, keeping you updated, and also with the revolving uh, door of sorts of uh, folks on this podcast, it's always nice to get different opinions and different bits of insight. I got opinions. Uh, have you talked to your doctor about that? Uh, yeah, as a cream port. Pinion nuts. Find those everywhere in New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike, you doing anything fun for your birthday? Um, Probably not. Just relaxing and hoping you get a couple hours away from people. Nice. Mainly people that are about three feet tall. <laughs> people under the ages of five. <laughs> yeah, people like five and under. Just, yeah. Just, uh, you, know, mm, it, you know, so this is what you do, right? Get Sarah to like get you a hotel room for the weekend <laughs> just so you can sleep. Just dad's going uh, away for the weekend. Where's he going to bed? Yeah. Cause you assholes get up on the weekends at five 30. Go fuck yourself. Hey man, there was a time when on, on Saturdays you'd wake up early. There'd be cartoons on. Yeah. Because that's the only time Saturday morning. That's the only time cartoons would be on is Saturday morning. Now you can just stream every fucking hour of the day cartoons every day every hour uh, it's just not the same man i know i need calvin and hobbs rereading calvin and hobbs strips to remind me of what the good old days were uh, with the flintstones in space just because the calvin and hobbs was your exact dad on a, on a bicycle okay um yeah my father i guess he i don't know if he was like all the stuff that my father put me through were character building exercises or just like acts of you know militian <laughs> but uh builds character there calvin yeah calvin was a genius he truly was uh so was waterston he's coming back too he's got something in the works yeah he uh it's like a graphic novel series i think he he's, he's go go on he's coming out of retirement after uh i mean he's, he's largely been retired since 1995 when yeah. calvin and hobbs ended and he's done a few different like art pieces here and there i know he was doing that um uh like that collaboration or he did like a couple different collaborations with with cartoonists for their strips just to kind of troll people that mm -hmm. like on April fools, but now he's doing, um, I mean, this, this was announced in February, but he's doing a, um, yeah, I think he's doing like a, like a graphic novel or something. We're going to find out and we're going to buy the shit out of it. I'm trying to find. Yeah. Okay. Here's all right. Uh, here's, here's something I can trust. Okay. Um, the article I was reading said it was part of Calvin and Hobbes, and that didn't sound right. That sounded more like an April Fool's joke, but I knew it was a graphic novel. Um, for the first, this is from Gizmodo. For the first time in nearly 30 years, Waterston, Watterson is coming back to the graphic novel space with his new book, The Mysteries. Uh, it's a collaboration with a guy named John Cash. Build as a fable for grown-ups. The plot revolves around a kingdom that's become home to frequent disasters. Desperate for an end to the calamities, the king enlists his knights to go and search for the source of all these events. And years later, only a single knight returns to tell, tell the tale. Ooh, I like where this is going. 
So uh, no word on uh, if that knight has a stuffed tiger, but we shall see. <laughs> no, he's got a stuffed orc. <laughs> Get rid of slimy wenches. <laughs> <laughs> We're not slimy. <laughs> um i'm sure i've asked you this in the past but have you ever read Hobbes and bacon no i have not it was a fan-made sequel series to calvin and Hobbes about um calvin and Susie grow up they get married they have a daughter that they name after francis bacon and uh Hobbes is passed down to her and it's uh all about their adventures except calvin can still see and talk to Hobbes as an adult so calvin Ooh takes part in in some of the uh riffraff I, okay. I don't think uh, it went on for too long i also don't know if the guy hit with any like copyright strikes or anything like that but uh it was a nice what if i think the most logical what if all right uh that'll do it for this episode of the podcast mike thank you for being here yeah, thanks for having me and uh have a happy birthday if i don't talk to you thank you man enjoy for the rest of you, uh, we will talk at you next time. Thank you for listening. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Feminization may not have happened. This has been a presentation of the Solid Listen Podcast Network.